0: Hi guys, welcome to another adulting with Holua for maybe another budding adults like you. So yes, we are on this journey together, finding answers to all the questions on adulthood. Maybe not all, but to a very large extent, we're going to try our best. We're going to try and see how far we can live like we really mean it while adulting, and try and make the best of every opportunities that comes our way. So. Yeah, that's it. And this is season two. This is episode one of season two. I'm sorry it took this long for me to have the nerves to start season two. I'm deeply sorry. I miss you guys so much. And I look forward to an amazing season where we talk about german topics like we always do. So, guys, today we're going to be talking on imposter syndrome. And um, like we did in season one where uh, I talk, I give a quote, I read out a quote that has to do with the topic. And today I'm going to be reading a quote by Mike Myers, who is an actor, a comedian, a screenwriter, a composer, and a producer. He said, I still believe that at any time, the no talent police will come and arrest me. This is from a guy with, who is like super multi-talented, who does different things in, in the media sector, you understand? And also, we're all familiar with Maya Hangelo, that's like our mama, our, <laughs> our mommy, Maya. She said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, oh, oh they are going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. Like, really? Mama? And somehow at the back of my mind I'm like mm, she, she ain't supposed to feel that way she's good like. but yeah she felt that way how about Einstein I don't know if I pronounced that right but let's assume I did he felt that way too he, he has a lot of quotes about how he felt one day everything is just going to crash and everything people thought they know everything people thought he knows they are going to find out that is a fluke and this feeling i want you to understand that this feeling is legit. you would probably have listened to this podcast earlier if i didn't feel the same way like at some point i felt okay why do i think i have to start the podcast why do i think i need to start season two what do i have to think that people would want to listen like i've questioned myself for different reasons despite knowing i can so it's it's a legit feeling it's a feeling that you shouldn't necessarily um, beat yourself up for mitchell obama felt the same way a lot of powerful people a lot of influential people a lot of smart people in different fields felt the same way and um, i think it is safe to say if you aren't feeling like an imposter then you're likely stuck in your comfort zone does it because as far as I'm concerned as much as you're doing something right at some point from statistics you'll feel that way so what has at least imposter syndrome which um psychologically can be um also called imposter phenomenon so we can say imposter phedro, um, imposter <laughs> syndrome is a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So these are the feelings you have despite um, seeing results, despite what people tell you, despite how um, how much um, credit you've accumulated from what you do. So it, it is the feelings. It is the feeling you have when you are unable to internalize your feats, irrespective of how successful you are in your fields it's like some you you can say it's like some form of chronic self-doubt you know like when when you feel less of what you like when when you feel less of yourself despite what you can obviously say. so it's like some form of chronic self-doubt and a sense of um intellectual fraudulence that overrides any feelings of success or external proof of your competence so imposter syndrome does not care what you've done in the past does not care how many trophies you have on the rack it does not care how many awards on your wall of fame it just comes knocking on your door trying to drag you down and making you feel like you don't deserve what you have um so guys um, I have a friend here and a colleague <laughs> um, Sarah Angela Lua and she's going to be contributing with me on um imposter syndrome um sarah what do you think about imposter syndrome in your opinion okay thank you for the platform <laughs> <laughs> so it, imposter syndrome to me it is you feeling like um you feeling like you're not doing enough um you don't require the praise or you, you're not supposed to receive the praise you're getting like you don't know what you're doing to deserve all the um Attention! All the good you are getting from from people—you f- basically that's you feeling like a fraud. You feeling like you don't know why people are just talking about you in a good in a, in good lights. That is whether in sports, at work, business. To you, you are just doing what you are supposed to do. Meanwhile, every other person is seen as a big deal, and they are really uncomfortable with people seeing that as a big deal because you just feel like the rug will soon be swept under your feet and mm-hmm. everybody will discover you. Yeah. yeah. So, there's like just this, like, people praising you, are like, stop it, stop it, please stop it, please stop it. Don't, do it. Don't do it. Like, yeah, so it's actually a very uncomfortable feeling. And, um, from your experience, what can you tell us? Because I, I know you've worked in a corporate organization mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were, like, this stellar staff. <laughs> <laughs> so, just run us through what your experience yeah. was, like, was like with um, poster syndrome okay yeah so basically before I, even, before I knew there was a name for it I actually feel or I actually felt uncomfortable when my boss anytime my boss like starts praising me like oh Sarah you did so well you did you did this you did that like um, I start sweating in my palm <laughs> like I feel very uncomfortable and most times straight from his office I run straight to the bathroom to like what did you do Like, there's a a mirror in the bathroom, I'm like, what did you do? You just did your work. You just did your job. Oh my God. Can it stop? Like, you are just actually, I, like, I I become agitated and I just wanted to go away. So, I read this book by um, Sheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook, A Sit at the Table. I don't know if if I get the, if I got the name of the book right, sorry. Yeah, and that, I found the name there. Like, she wrote about imposter syndrome. And it was basically everything I've been going through, and I think I stopped reading the book and I went straight to the internet to read more about it. And I had a oh my god moment, is it? Oh, and oh my god moment. <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah, oh, and oh my god moment. <laughs> this is everything I've been going through. Yeah, so I read a little more about it, and it actually affects almost everybody. I don't know. Let me yeah, take like- myself. Like I feel like there's. There's a point in time where you just feel like, I don't deserve this praise. But I, I think imposter syndrome, um, kind of, it slightly bit differs from that in the sense that imposter syndrome, you are actually waiting for somebody to come and out you like, Oh, she's a fraud. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a fraud. I think that's where the fear comes out from like, Oh, they will find that I'm really as brilliant as they think I am. Oh my God, I'm not as brilliant. We should stop calling brilliant? Like <laughs> Yeah, it's actually, people confuse it with you being humble. it's not just you being humble. You're not just smiling and saying, Oh yeah. You don't you You don't even want to take credit for what you do. You actually don't think you deserve it. You don't want to take the credit and you don't want to take the credit because when you start enjoying the credit they will find out that you actually don't know how to do anything. And you know, the amazing thing is it affects, like, almost every successful person. Like, I've read about it online. I've listened to so many um, TED Talks on Imposter yeah. Syndrome. And you'll be surprised to hear people like uh, Michelle Obama yeah. or Oprah Winfrey and even guys. Like, really. I was. Um, mm. I saw a quote by Emma Watson. She said, uh, when I was younger, I just did it. I just acted. It was just there." So now when I receive recognition for my acting, I feel incredibly uncomfortable. I tend to turn it on myself. I feel like an imposter. It was just something I did. Like, it's... This is Emma Watts. Like, everybody knows this yes. woman is... Like, she's multi-talented. Like, she gets things done. But they still feel this way. And um, I feel it's important as young adults we address this feelings because it's, it goes along with to determine how we see life, how we... How we um, Proceed in life, it's we need to at some point. I feel like we need to take credit for some of the things we do, yeah, in order to propel ourselves forward, yeah. And these conversations actually kind of important, they are really important, not kind of because ever since I read the book, like once I knew what I was dealing with, Mm -hmm. I started challenging myself to like sit there and accept it and not like, yes, I did good, yes, I did great, because sometimes what differentiates. For example, me not when I really thought about what can I have done or what do I do constantly that makes my boss actually praise me. I realized nothing different, but maybe I do my things in a timely manner. If I tell you, oh, you will get this file on your desk at the end of at the close of business today, you are definitely going to get it on the, at the close of business. Mm-hmm. You are not going to have to come and start chasing after me. Mm-hmm. You not, I'm not going to come up with an excuse. And for example, if the close of business is five. If by four I know I can't deliver, I will let you know. You are not getting it today. So sometimes it's not about you doing something big. Yeah, you might be doing the same thing with every other person, but it's just the little, little characters that just makes you stand up. Like, and consistency. Yeah, and consistency. So the conversation is important because, yeah, now I'm beginning to um, feel comfortable. And imposter syndrome also kind of hinders you from doing some things or taking up some rules. Because when I was working, there are some things, some things they need volunteers for. I'm like, oh, I don't want to fuck this up. Fuck mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm not the special one there are yeah. other people that can do it better so you end up not challenging yourself yeah. you end up staying in the same spot. so when you the conversation is important because when you know that okay this is something you are dealing with you challenge yourself you know oh my i am capable of doing this there is no there is no task that is that difficult for me to do and you get things done so um why why do you think people experience um imposter syndrome um um to be very honest because i've I experienced it also it's just fear, basically, of. I think imposter syndrome, it's kind of like a form of f- fear of failure. You don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. Because everybody, most people, when I read about it online, related back to why. Like personality traits. Yeah. Like, I really don't want to feel like, okay, maybe this one I did was, I was just lucky. Mm hmm. So, now that I'm lucky, if they give me something other to do, what if I don't know how to do it? What, yeah. Anxiety, fear of the unknown, so, like, exactly, yeah. you just don't want to mess things up. Even when you know your onions. Like yes, you know I can handle and, this. And it, but you just feel like somebody better out there Yes, can do it better. So, somebody will should and do it. And then I also feel, for some people, it's like, um, family background. Like, yeah. some people, I'm, I'm the first child of the, of my house, and it's of my house even occurs. <laughs> like I'm the first child and I grew up knowing that I have to like really be the best at whatever I'm doing yeah. because I have I'm, I'm supposed to like be setting examples for my younger oh. ones and then it, it gets to a point where you get consumed by the expectation Sure. so you start working you start doing almost everything in fear that i don't want to disappoint my parents i don't want to disappoint myself i don't want to disappoint my siblings and so for some people it's more of like a family or behavioral course yeah. the old mantra of oh you have to be the best yes. you have to take first position so it gets to a point whereby all you're thinking about is the price you understand yeah. it's no longer about am i enjoying what i'm doing do I really find purpose in what it's I'm doing? More it's more like I have to outshine no matter what. Yeah. And in the process, even when you get to try it, you're still doubting, like, could I have done it better? Even when you know you just did your best, like this was your A game. True. You start questioning everything, like maybe I could have done it better, maybe the outcome could have been yeah. better than this. And um, I also find, uh, found out that there are these common mm-hmm. phrases as young adults that we use just because, like, People don't really know it's imposter syndrome. Like, people, people are not so familiar. It's it's more like a topic that's getting popular now. Yeah. Like, people are not... So many people are going through it, but they don't even know no, the word for it. They don't even know the term for it. And you find people saying stuff like, oh, I can't afford to fail. Or maybe when they achieve something, it's like, oh, it's just a game of luck. Like, people find it hard to take credits for yeah. their efforts. True. And I don't know, it's just... I wish, I wish people can actually come to terms with it, knowing that it's not really a big deal it's just a question of knowing what is going on and then finding help with it. Mm-hmm. So you're actually right because I'm, I'm actually kind of happy this discussion is happening because like you said it's actually a new topic many people don't know they go through it and, and all and I've spoken about it earlier but I'm going to lay emphasis on what again. I'm particularly about this topic because we kind of lose opportunities that you can t- things that you mm-hmm. can take up, things you can do, you don't want to do because of the fear of failure. So I feel now that you know there is a name for it, there is a thing, you're not the only one going through it, it's okay to feel, mm. And we are most likely not going to feel at it, actually, because it's just a fear at the back of I the head. I know, right? Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so you are most likely not going to feel eventually. What I tell people when I teach them how to ride bicycle is. Remove that fear of falling from your bicycle. But I tell them because you're going to fall. You definitely have to pay your price. Like I don't think anybody that went out to write bicycle have falling. But did you die? No, you won't die. You will actually fall. So if you can deal with the fact you will fall, then that fear of oh I don't want to fall is out of your mind because you're actually even waiting for you.
1: For (laughs) For the moment you fall. (laughs) When you fall, maybe you won't fall again.
0: (laughs) So you're most likely not going to fail. But even if you fail, you won't fail it. You will learn from that failure. But most times you won't fail. It's just a fear. And you have to overcome that fear. And overcoming that fear is you putting a name to it. You knowing, okay, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of failure. And because of that, you may challenge yourself to take up that project. Mm-hmm. Instead of missing opportunities that just because you, yeah, like you could have learned from, you could develop from because of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. That's that's so nice. Um so guys, <laughs> do you have any other thing you'd love to say? Um no. Really? Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, um, we have some questions. Yeah. yeah, we have some questions. I'm just going to check that briefly. And while I try to check for the questions, guys, if you have um your own opinions on imposter syndrome, kindly leave your messages in the comment section or send an email yeah question one so um this guy said since the first time i watched a video presentation on the subject it resonated with me however i feel i'm just being brutally honest with myself when i don't think my works or achievements are worth any hype or recognition i don't think most of the things i do are good enough am i not just being honest with myself so what do you think is he being honest with himself or i don't know probably he's overreacting yeah, I I guess where this person is coming from because in everything we do, there is always a thin line between um, black and white. Like there's always that gray area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, imposter syndrome, like we say, oh you're likely not going to feel. There's only you should not do something shitty or you should you should not be able to um, realize when you do something shitty. So yeah, there's there's a side of criticizing yourself honestly, mm-hmm. and you being able to. Say, because I have to sit down, evaluate myself to say, "Oh, what am I doing f- differently from my colleagues? I'm getting this kind of recognition." Mm-hmm. And I just realized that if I evaluate myself, I actually realized that I get less complaining about work what? not done, mm-hmm. work not timely done, not done on time, and me being able to me being able to like inform you if I'm going to disappoint you. Because personally, for me, I think I put myself in people's shoes, and I realized that disappointment for me is me expecting something. Me not getting it, and you, and I should still be the one to call you to still ask for it because the last discussion we had was, oh, you are giving me this thing by 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. I might not call you when I wake up in the morning because we are adults. I expect you to give me 4 p.m. Then you, as the adults, if you are not going to give it to me 4 p.m., you should be the one to inform me, not me calling you. So when I put myself in people's shoes, I realize I perform well because I know if I don't, if somebody does the same thing to me, I'll be upset. So I don't want to upset you. So my point is. Criticizing, criticizing yourself is you knowing I fucked up here. Mm-hmm. But when you know you do the right thing at the right time, and if you walk through your day, in your head there's no mistake you made, then maybe you're being too so harsh on yourself. I think personally, I think the um, the person with this question actually had the case of imposter syndrome. <laughs> I think yeah, you need to take it easy on yourself, and we, you know when you fucked up, and you know when you actually did the right thing yeah and I also think sometimes like um uh, we need to get feedback from people about our work too to be sure if we're doing something right or need to actually putting more effort into what we are doing because it's other times it's mostly just in our heads that we are doing something wrong. Most of the time it's like it's just in our head because we are anticipating the failure yeah you understand so most of, that that's what I think and um if this person has um, any other questions, they can just forward it. Yeah. And then question two, these celebrated individuals with imposter syndrome, isn't this syndrome part of what makes them always try to do better and consequentially making them the great people that they are like, like how, Like, is—is is it not this imposter syndrome that makes them strive for more? What do you think about that? Mm, I don't know if this is what is making them strive, strive for more. While I don't think it can ever be cured, but I feel like there are some things that knowing... Knowing just makes you feel better. Like, okay, knowing that there is a name for this thing, knowing I have this thing, and you being able to be conscious about it. Because ever since I read the book and I knew there was a name for it, <laughs> I started challenging myself. Like, mm-hmm. maybe in meetings when I don't speak, I, I make sure I sp- say something, like, not to say something stupid, but I make sure I contribute. You yeah. I make sure I challenge myself, like, okay, I'm not comfortable saying I can't do this project. I don't even know if I can't do this project, but I nominate myself to handle the project. So yes, maybe it helps you to, mm-hmm. maybe, because when you keep nominating yourself, if you're in a big company and they are like, oh, we need somebody for this, and you keep going, keep doing, like, management staff starts recognizing you, and before you need know to get promoted, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry I'm using office then, because I'm not a celebrity. Yeah, it kind of drives you forward, because mm-hmm. you, when you know what you're dealing with, then you tend to want to- Be not, better. Yeah, to be, to be better. But I don't know if it's a good thing because you're just dealing with a lot of anxiety. Like, some people are sitting down there taking like, people doing half of what you're doing are sitting down there nodding their head to the praise while you're like, oh, please stop, no. <laughs> so I don't know if imposter syndrome is a good um, thing. Well, I, I might, I might think, I think it might be a good thing because um, it is important to, under, it helps you understand yourself more, I feel. And that butchers the point that this happens when you know what you're dealing with first. It is until you know what you're dealing with that you understand yourself. And it makes us challenge or leverage on our fears to be better person. And I actually think it might be a good thing. Take, for example, people that are in a committed relationship. I feel I've never been married. <laughs> but I feel marriages that work better, some sometimes from the... Imposter syndrome videos I've seen. Sometimes people people talk about how their marriages work better because they feel they probably don't deserve their partner. You understand? Like, like let me, let me try and explain it. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, let me try and explain, like, imposter syndrome in the sense that, oh, you feel you don't deserve your partner. And in a way, you are always, not like striving to be the better person, but then you are on your toes trying to be a better man for this person. Or trying to be a better woman for this person. I think that's, like, a positive twist to it. negative, but okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, know. It's I just, don't know. I don't think I want to be in a relationship where you feel like you don't to, deserve. Yes. It's, it's it's not like a constant trying to be. But, like, ah, I don't know how best to explain. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm but, still lost in this person. Let's not get carried away with that. But then, it's... It should be a positive thing, one, but that is after you discover that, yeah, you have it. An enemy, you know, sometimes it's easier for you to fight it, yeah, you already hear yeah. You know, you know, this is what you're going through, and then you can always leverage on your it's more of like swat leveraging on your weakness. But yes, I agree I with the poster about being a better person because it's, just, it's like a drive mm-hmm. like for you to be even for you to be doing this awesome stuff that's. You are not even taking credit for. It. You want to do more, so it's actually it's kind of like a drive. You just want to keep doing, and you're going, even though you don't want praise or whatever for it. Okay, yeah, I think I think that's a wrap. So, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening and um it was really nice having sarah on the podcast and um if you have any questions um suggestions opinions kindly drop them in the comment section you can directly message me on instagram or send us email on adultingwitholua from at gmail.com i to get feedbacks from you guys and i hope this episode was really helpful to you if you have more questions i'm always going to be right here waiting for the feedbacks. Thank you very much. Bye, Obvidoran. <laughs>